And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Football Show. Appreciate you joining us today. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. I'm joined by both of our sports guys, Mr. William Weathers on the viewer's right, my right as well, and Mr. Rob DeArmond on the viewer's left, my left as well. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing good. well. Doing well. Good, good, good. Uh, we do appreciate you joining us. We usually record these shows on Wednesday. We could not get all the coaches together all at one time. So we go out, we interview them, and then we come back together and we talk football. So we're going to lead off this week. We're going to jump in it real quick and talk about the game of the week, Walker Wildcats versus the Central Wildcats. So, uh, William, we're going to start with you, and we're going to talk a little bit about last week. Walker goes up to Live Oak, gets the dub. Um, you know, the big the big thing coming out of there is just a, an improvement in physicality and defense. So take it away. Absolutely. Um you know, if, if there's a way to uh, to, to gauge someone's ch- uh, uh, improvement, uh, was Walker uh, to uh, Live Oak starts their first drive inside their one yard line and goes 99 yards and scores. Takes up the entire you know, it was an eight minute drive and you're thinking like they're just going to wear Walker out at this rate. Um, but to to their credit, there was there was no more kind of giving in. You know, they stood their ground and. Um, it was seven nothing at half. You know, Walker trailed and then um, you know kind of turned it. You know, got Brian Thomas uh, involved in, in in some in screen their screen games and got him loose a little bit. And next thing you know, it's it's uh, twenty to four, uh, twenty to seven. Lavo goes down and scores. Uh, so they scored in their first and last drive offensively. Lavo did, uh, but in between, Walker was just exceptional uh, with uh, their. You know, they they committed to a few more guys in the blitz. Uh, send some. You know, this. Hats around the ball, so to speak. They sacked uh, Red Roosevelt six times and uh, held Key Hawkins under. You know, it bottled him up in the second half. And to their credit, after after some disastrous run uh, showings against Fountain Blue and Destran, stood up and answered the challenge. And um, to their credit, uh, they were 27-14 victors and going on, uh, which sets up this week's big challenge back on the road at 7-0 and 2-0 uh, Central. So you have a three-way tie for first. Central, Walker, and Zachary, and two teams playing this week. And it should be interesting. Uh, you know, it's gonna gonna mix that district up a little bit. Uh, you know, riding a, a, a pretty high confidence uh, this week, running into this game. You also mentioned, uh, you know, that Coach Chad Mahaffey has a little bit of connection to this Central staff. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, his um, he was an offensive coordinator under Sid at Central uh, for one year, but uh, their their relationship goes predates when Chad is at at, at Catholic High School. Uh, Sid was the uh, freshman football coach, so they go back a ways, and then he's got connections to uh, Coach Frank Forsina, uh, Justin Hutchison, uh, Ken Hilton. He knows half their staff, and um, so it makes it you know always unique to try to match wits. With, with somebody that you know knows you and, and how can you break tendency, uh, you know, things of that nature. So um, it just so happens, you know, you're, you're in a two-way tie for, for a district lead uh, with, with someone that, that you admire a lot and have a, a past relationship with. And can you find ways to try to defeat him and his staff and um, sets up, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, week nine home against Denham Springs, week 10 at Zachary. Oh, well, and then that's what I was going to mention next. I mean, you know, a win here, uh, you know, Central has already uh, sort of had a, a big victory over Denham Springs. Uh, so, you know, there will be some concern, and we'll get into that with Denham in a little bit. But setting up that Week 10 matchup with yes. Zachary is, is, is a big deal for this team. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've won four in a row, they, you know, two in a row in, 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 um, 
in district. And the, and the bigger thing is in, in, in the span of this, this this winning streak, they've gone from outside the playoff top 32 to hosting. At right now, they're unofficially number 13 seed. So they, you know, so if you're if you're play the stock market, this is the team that you want to buy because they're on, they're definitely on the rise. Well, and you know, setting up by uh, or it's kind of like you said, they did uh, quite a bit on defense. Uh, were set up by two big plays from Brian Thomas as well as an onside kick return, correct? Yeah, uh, they had, Live Oak had, had gone out and scored to make it 20 to 14 with under a minute left and gave it a chance to see if they can get a possession back. And not only did Brian receive it, but he took it to the house. You know, it just again a big. Uh, you know, Coach Beard had some great complimentary things to say about a big, uh, a special player making a, a big play in a, in a, in a big moment, and uh, he 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 definitely kind of drove the nail in the coffin. Well, we're going to jump in with, with Coach Brett and Coach Connities here in a minute. We did receive word before the show uh, that there is bad weather coming, and it looks like especially teams that will be playing on grass fields are going to try to get to Thursday. Albany's one of them. They've got LaRanja, so let's talk about them real quick. And let's first talk about tough road loss against yeah. Sumner uh, last Friday. Take it away. Yes, uh, you know, going into that game, they wanted, you know, Coach Janice last week talked about looking at Sumner's record. And we touched on it here last week. Uh, you know, you look at it, they got one win, but those losses were against some really good teams. So uh, what happens if you guys weren't there in Tangibaho, uh on last Friday? Um, goes to overtime. Albany hits a pass in the back of the end zone on fourth down on their first overtime possession. Uh, Mikey McCahill was ruled out of bounds. It sets up Sumner to come back. And on third down on their possession, they score a touchdown to win it. So uh, it sets Albany back. It's a 34-28 loss to Sumner. So uh, there's two things that Coach Janice wanted to take out of this thing. Number one, he realized that some of his kids did not know overtime rules. He said that's kind of one of those things. I kind of chuckled at that. But it's kind of one of those things that you have to keep in mind. And he said, I, I played football so long that I know how, how it's supposed to work, and I just kind of took for granted that our kids knew how it's supposed to work. So that was the first thing. Second thing is we, we won't overlook a, a team's record from now on because we kind of figured that out. Uh, you know, and there was a couple different layers to the game as well. You know, you, you lose as, as it is, but then he went back and looked at, uh, you know, he said at one point we look at it, uh, Day-Day Doherty did not play in this game. He had an ankle injury. So uh, freshman Antonio Lopinto steps in at running back. He was coming back from a concussion. So he said, you know, I, I thought about it for a second, and, and we're, we're sitting there with a freshman running back and a sophomore quarterback, and we're still in the game. So you can look at it like that to maybe the future of this program because those guys are going to be there for them. So and, and to be in a big game like that and go to overtime. The other part of it is they were trailing. Albany was trailing 20-8 to eight at halftime. So Coach Janice just kind of said, look, if, if we take care of our possessions earlier in that first half, maybe we're not in that situation to begin with. So, Well, and that, isn't that what they always say? Don't put it in the hands of the refs. You know, it, it may not work out in your favor. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So this week we've got LaRanja, who's 7-0, and who had a flip script against Sumner, beats him by one. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, last year – Got a little bit of revenge game here because Sumner was the lone district. I mean, excuse me, Albany was the lone district win for Laranja. So they're looking for a little revenge. That worked out well for them earlier. But they're going to be facing a, a similar run game as something that they, they came across earlier in the season. So tell us a little bit about Laranja and then talk about how Albany is going to prepare for them. 
I, you know, I, I asked Mike about that revenge factor that you talked about. He said, we're not so much looking at that because I go back and look at that game last year and it was just a great high school football game. You know, it comes down to a, a, a blocked extra point on our part to lose the game. And it was, you can't sit there and say, well, if we would have done this or done this, it was just a great game. So he said, I don't think we really sit on a revenge factor. It's more of looking at what LaRange is doing now. And he said, they're really physical, maybe a little more, more finesse last year, but they're just pounding the ball. Mm-hmm. And so they're hoping that, you know, Pearl River had a really similar style to that. So he's kind of hoping that maybe seeing that earlier in the season will kind of give him an idea what they're going to see. You know, could be Thursday night. We might break some news here in the podcast. I'm sitting here <laughs> with my, my phone next to me just waiting on maybe a text from Coach Janice saying, yes, uh, we are playing Thursday. But that's what they want to do. They're just waiting for some some clarification or some some uh you know, info from the from the referees to see that they can do it. But it, it sounds like that's what they're going to do. Uh, just stay tuned, folks. Yeah, uh, they've already moved a lot of the Acadiana games up to Thursday. Uh, as we kind of talked about in pre-production, probably anybody with a turf field is going to just go ahead and play Friday, but we'll see. We may have plenty of games rolling out on Thursday. We will let you guys know. One last thing, you said you talked to Coach Janice about sort of connecting Friday to Friday. You know, and that you're you're coming off this loss to a team where you may have overlooked their record, going into one that's in a similar situation, uh, not in terms of record, but in terms of being able to get physical with you. And they're going to stay with you. Uh, talk about what he said about connecting those Fridays. You're just trying to you you sit there and you don't want to dwell on it. You know, it's something that's done. Uh, you know, and we're not going to sit there. And, but they can't just kind of look past Lorange at the same time. Um, so what they're trying to do is is just he was really pleased with the way some things worked out. He said they like to get a little bit more pass efficiency. Uh, you know, JJ kind of started off. JJ Doherty kind of started off a little shaky, uh, but he kind of put some some things together in the end. Uh, and it, it's that's one of those things that they just you know he'd like to to kind of get that going. It's that that passing game. They've started doing that. The kids are kind of enjoying it, and you've kind of seen some of these guys blossom as receivers over the course of the deal. So basically, it's just you know, hey, we we can't dwell on it. It's it's behind us, you know. So here we go. Got to learn from it. Yes. And like you said, I mean, he talked about you know taking better care of the ball, making more of your possessions in the first yes. first half. Twenty eight, twenty to eight at halftime is a difficult hole to dig out of. Now talking about you know half times, uh, Denham had their chances against Zachary early. They pulled away. But let's move into that game. So we're going to move back over to William, and we're going to talk about Live Oak and Denham, both teams that were had lofty expectations, one of whom is struggling. The other one has been struggling recently. That would be Live Oak. I, you know, let's start with them. Eagles have lost two in a row. Uh, you know, tough loss at home uh, both weeks, you know, to Zachary first and then to Walker. Uh, you know, so let's – what did – you know, what does Coach Beard have to say about those losses and coming into this game? I think the 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 bottom the overriding theme is just not finishing opportunities that they you know meaning their offense uh, had opportunities uh, penalty uh, you know not executing on third down you you think you can name something like because the defense for the most part has been very very consistently good uh, still haven't you know given up a, a hundred yard you know rush to rushing for, for, a, for to a team. Um, defended Brian Thomas very well with the exception of two plays. 
He, mm-hmm. he broke one again. Was on a screen. In a second, when they lost track of him, the receiver, uh, the defender fell down, and that's all it takes against uh, Walker. They, they, you know, they can big play to death, and 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 their defense was so so sound. It was a difficult. You know, they have to get better enough. Meaning, Live Oak has to get better enough offensively to be able to sustain drives. Just like again, textbook seventeen play, ninety nine and a half yard, eight minute drive doesn't get better and doesn't get any better than that. But what? How did you do? How did you subsequently follow that up by you know ha- having a, a touchdown called back by holding, and you know, and then they make their living on 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 long drives and moving the chains. They did not do that the entire evening thereafter. So they've got to find uh, something you know to to just to be more efficient on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that you know obviously that, that's predicated uh, running the ball first and and after that you know play action, uh, their their you know, bootleg type game. And see if they can find some holes in Dennis Springs' defense. So uh, I think it's just—it's a matter of just taking taking advantage of opportunities and not you know, not letting uh, drives bog down offensively. Well, you know, and 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 as you mentioned in the pre pre-show, you know, they took they these two losses have given them a, an extreme hit in the yes. power ratings. Yes, we're now in the mid twenties. You know, looking probably going to have to travel a lot. You know, if once playoff time comes. So it's a big game for them. They need power rating points. They need a win. On the other hand, so does Denham. You know, uh, so let's switch over to that side real quick. Denham is, you know, uh, has one win, uh, you know, facing a tough Live Oak team. We talked about the past two years, you know, last year, kind of like what he said about Albany and LaRange, a good football game, comes down to the wire. Two years ago, Tyree Goldman tore him up, you know, so it, it it was a good I guess you could say recourse. Now we're talking about uh, a denim team that's on the ropes, needs a win. So let's talk about, you know, uh, Zachary pulls away. What does Coach Connodys have to say about that before we get into the live oak game? You know, he he was, uh, and as, as you you, re, you reiterated, I mean, it was a 21-13 game at one point, And then, you know, Zachary scores before half, I believe. Uh, Zach, uh, denim has two possessions where they, they get field goals. And he feels like if they get touchdowns, you know, now they're you know, they're they're in it. You know, they're they they've got a real chance uh, because that game was I think scoreless, so not much scoring going in the third quarter. And then Zachary, I guess I guess wore them down and then stretched that thing out in the fourth quarter. He felt they competed very well. Uh, this is his third year in the in the Zachary uh, Denham series. He felt like that was probably one of the uh, among the three times that they they competed. The that's the best they've competed. Obviously, the end result is not what they wanted. That sets themselves up now. Uh, unofficially, they're in the low 30s. You know, obviously, top 32 go. The strange thing is, after as as as, as you know, if this thing has gone south with three three go, games to go, they feel like they've got to win one game. Now, is that Live Oak, Walker, or Scottsdale? Pick your you know, pick your poison because those are three tough tough challenges to go try to find one mm-hmm. when you haven't done it in in, in four weeks. So, uh, they're holding out hope. That you know, uh, Leo Montanez comes back to the offensive line. That gives them, that gives him gets them whole again. That that's one of their better offensive linemen. Uh, and as a unit, when they're going well, you know they can run the ball. And then C.J. Johnson is coming back from a concussion, hopefully making making them whole on defense. Uh, again, he's one of their better cover corners. So they feel like you know they're back to a little bit better better health. And you know again. In the game yet again last year, they ran the ball pretty well uh, for a half, uh, three maybe two and a half quarters against Live Oak, in a game that was just back and forth of big play versus big play. 
they have a chance to, to still make the postseason. They're hanging their hats on. They're hanging at this, 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 this rivalry. The intensity, you know, whatever it brings out in in both teams, because both teams are in, in a situation. It's one's a little bit more in dire straits than the other. That um, you know they can come out. Whoever is going to execute the best, you know, obviously limit turnovers if, if weather does become an issue. Um, but they feel like they still got a chance to to realize a goal, which is obviously get in uh, the postseason. It, it, it's you know at some point it needs to start uh, for them to to take advantage of that. Right, and as you mentioned in the in the pre-show, I mean, these you've talked to players on both sides, coaches on both sides. I mean, it, it's it's a good rivalry. They have respect for each other, uh, so that that's going to come out on Friday night. Now, you know, the lessons for both teams, as you as you mentioned with Live Oak, Coach Beard talked about coming into this game, got to sustain drives and got to not hurt yourself. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, they have, um, you know, for the first five weeks, they were inefficient. Efficient offense, you know they they obviously you know run sets up the pass. Um, last week they got into a really you know a lot of long you know down and distance situations which was not a good recipe for them. And you know they, when you fall behind, now you're playing catch up. They kind of get you out of, out of off a of schedule because you're you're not a you know you're not going to break long runs against Walker. You know they they just pursue very well, and um, so I guess the the recipe now is to, to try to start. Ahead and, and and build from there and not you know not give up big plays because they are susceptible to big plays. Denim is obviously capable of making big plays. You know, uh, Luke threw for he had a good throwing game last week. You know, it was a 180, 200 yard range. So um, defensively, that's been you know Achilles' heel. That was again two two plays last week for Live Oak. I, I just think they they want to start fast, which I'm mean, it's, it's that's the you know recipe every week. But in, in a case like this where you, you're you're not going well, let's go, let's start fast, create some extra some early momentum, and hopefully they, they want to build and you know, build their confidence throughout. Because again, defensively is their backbone, and you know if they can give their that defense a lead. I, you know, it's hard, you know, especially if it's, it's if it's a multiple score lead. You know, I feel like they can put the game away. Should be interesting to see uh, whether you know, and and that that you know, for we here in Livingston Parish, I mean that's. Uh, Two big games, really, because, you know, Central's always had a rivalry with a couple of these schools. So two big games in the 5A uh, 5A sector, you know, both uh, Live Oak looking to control, Denim looking to come out fast. Uh, should be a good game on Friday. Last, but certainly not least, Springfield Starting District. Yay! Yeah, man, yeah. It's a long time coming, man. <laughs> here, in the, here in the last three weeks, as we've discussed before on the show, you know, uh, District 10 2A has shrunk and shrunk. It's now four teams uh, in football, anyway. In football, and uh, you know they will begin their district slates this week. Denham, uh, excuse me, Springfield hosts Pope John Paul, and uh, you know, with the exception of a couple of bad snaps, you're pitching a shutout against Thomas Jefferson. And uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what Coach Surpass had to say about that game, because as you mentioned, he's he's pretty happy with where they sit. They're they're liking where they are right now, uh, you know. And he said the approach hasn't changed because you know I said that hey, does anything happen differently because you guys are going in the district? He said you know we're not harping on it a whole lot. We just want to take it the the old cliche we're we're one game at a time, you right. know, and, and just and just go through it like that. Uh, against Thomas Jefferson, he was really happy with the way the defense played. So if there was one thing they had they wanted to kind of fix a little bit was their their offensive line play kind of hanging on to some blocks and he he said there's just we've been really good with technique and, you know and it, it's starting to slip a little bit so they kind of, kind of go back to the basics on that kind of nail some of that stuff down and try to get back you know back to where they need to be on that on that part of the deal 
you know, the other part is with with the district slate, you know, they were at a point where you play three games and you go straight into district. Mm -hmm. So there's not really a lot of time. So he said, what's it allowed him to do? He said, you've got the, you know, the, the game at Bogachita in Mississippi to start off the season and you've got South Plaquemine. He said, we couldn't have done that before. And mm -hmm. it's also helped them to see different, you know, areas of the state, different styles of football. Which he said, you know, it could help him this week heading into uh, Pope John Paul. Right. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, uh, South Plaquemine threw some wildcat at him, and Pope John Paul is going to have a little bit of that. So, you know, how are they? How are they going to prepare? That's one of those things. He said. Uh, he, he said from uh, what they're doing is a lot like South Plaquemine, but they've seen it. You know, maybe not from the the skill set, but they know what to do. You know. They got a good running back, and uh, he's and, and they'll throw the ball as well, uh, which is kind of one of those things we, we talk about it every week. I, you know, hey, if they're going to throw the ball, you know, I'm going to ask you about your secondary and how do you, how do you feel. He said he feels like they they've kind of improved. They've shown some improvement over the last couple of weeks. Got a couple of interceptions uh, with uh, Tylen Armstrong. He's got a couple of them. Made sure you know he he called me back the other day. He said Tylen had two interceptions. I said yeah, we're going to get that in there. So <laughs> we we got I said we got to get that. So. Um, you know, so he said they kind of know what they're going to do, and the defense, uh, defense from from Pope John Paul is pretty good here. Uh, they he said it's another team they do a good job of, of kind of gang tackling and, and letting it, and, and that seems like a theme for them, uh, you know, with the opponents and being able to tackle well. So that's another thing they're going to have to be aware of where some of these guys are on the on the defensive front. They're going to play tough. Yes. So, we are knee-deep in district action, finally, uh, with our last team moving into it. Uh, you know, a couple of teams uh, looking to continue momentum, two 5A teams looking to get some momentum re at least started or restarted. Uh, you know, Albany looking to bounce back, and Springfield looking to kick off the district slate with a big win. Again, Mr. William Weathers, Mr. Rob DeArmond, thank you for joining me this morning. We appreciate y'all going out, doing those interviews, and coming back and bringing the information here. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you either joining uh, the video or listening to it online. We thank you for that. Remember that our podcasts are available on all podcast platforms. We also post them online, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast there are audio and video versions available for your consumption we appreciate you listening and we will be back with you next week for more football and i will be coming at you later on this week to talk about bicycles so stay tuned thanks for joining us